Welcome to the Open Forum in the Villages Florida podcast. In this show we talk to leaders in the community, leaders of clubs and interesting folks who live here in the villages, to give perspectives of what is happening here in the villages. We hope to add a new episode most Fridays at 9am. We are a listener-supported podcast. You can become a supporter for as little as $3 per month, or you can choose to pay more. To become a supporter go to openforminthevillages.com and click on support, in the black box. There will be shoutouts for supporters in episodes. Hope you enjoy. This is Mike Roth on Open Forum in Villages. I'm here today with Ed Yusko. Ed, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Ed, why don't you give our listeners a short background around yourself of what you did before you came to the Villages? I'm a uh, retired physical therapist. I practiced pretty much exclusively in Detroit area. I've been pretty lucky all my life. Uh, God's been pretty good to me. The fellow that I met initially wanted a physical therapist, and I joined him, and he and I became partners. And he was a he was a trainer with the Detroit Lions for several years, so we became known as taking care of sports injuries, and that's kind of what I did throughout my life up there, emphasis on taking care of different type of sports injuries. And I moved down to the Villages in 2003 and hoped to open up a practice. However, I was unsuccessful, and I worked for the Lake Center Physical Therapy Group until mm-hmm. 2018, and then I decided to retire. And now it's teaching a course at La Hacienda, fall prevention, and that's an interesting topic. Why did you pick fall prevention, Ed? Well, I got ready to retire and I talked to doctors around the village and said, you know, God's been pretty good to me. I want to give back to the community. What can I do? He says, well, and they knew I was a physical therapist and and they said, whoa, we have a epidemic here in the villages. And I said, you do what? He said, people falling and getting hurt. So why don't you teach a fall prevention class? Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. Since 2008? What I did is I didn't like the classes that they had around here because I wanted to do something different. So it took me a little while. So I've been teaching it for about three years now. Mm-hmm. The, the idea being that my program is a lot different than most programs, basically because I'm, I guess I'm a physical therapist and I look at things a little little differently. Most my program is uh, based on my premise that in order to improve balance, you got to sit less and move more. So that's what I emphasize my program on. And, and he activated the cerebellum and improve balance and with Pilates techniques. And as I was a Pilates, certified Pilates instructor uh, for, for many, many years and used Pilates concepts in, in the practice. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to have a program that people could w- work at home, but they, they didn't have to spend 15, 20 minutes at a time. They could do it throughout the day because of my emphasis, sit less, move, move more. I set up the program so that these activities, which I call better balance activities, could be done in three to five minutes and you could do four to six a day and ideally if you incorporate it after you do some daily activities like brushing your teeth or watching your coffee brew or working on the computer and taking a break or in an evening taking a break with the advertisements so that's what i decided how i decided to set it up the other thing that it was important to me is that the cerebellum which is your part of your your brain connects with your vestibular system, and that deals with balance and, and posture. So I wanted to challenge the vestibular and the cerebellum. So what I did is I have different levels with the activities. You don't go from one level to the next level until you're able to accomplish that level. That makes sense, Ed. And at the Hacienda, where you teach it, is it one class a week, one class a month? How does that work? I teach every Monday at 10 o'clock. Yeah. It's a weekly class. And it's a free class. That was one of the things I wanted to do. 
because I didn't want to charge. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I did was uniquely, I, I have a health and wellness website called PilatesPlusForBoomers.com. I've had that for many years. I set that up when I was practicing because I would get uh, patients and I'd give them exercise, they'd get better. And then they call me a couple months later and say, I hurt my back again. What can I do? I said, well, go on my website because these exercises are what you were doing. And if you don't improve, then order from the doctor and come back. Well, most people didn't, didn't have to come back. So that was part of the emphasis too. I wanted to take my fall prevention program and put it on my website so that people could go to the website free and view it and who the activities that are, that are on, on the website. So how many classes do most people attend before they stop coming? Well, I, I've been doing about three years. Initially, I've had many more. I'm, I'm down about seven, eight, or ten. But the unique thing is that every week I get new people. And then most of them, they, they get it from the newspaper because they can see that Law has in my, my class. And then word of mouth, I have people that come and even they tell their neighbors about it. So again, what day of the week and what time is it? It's Monday at 10 o'clock at La Hacienda Rec Center. Every Monday? Well, Every Monday. Well, that's four Mondays or five Mondays. It doesn't matter. I'm there. Okay. So it sounds like most of your classes now are, are pretty small, only about uh, seven, eight people in them. That's correct. There they are. Okay. So that gives time for a little bit of personal help. It sure does. Yeah. Each class is an hour? Yes. Okay. And they're usually over because somebody had, some of these people keep asking me other questions that may not be relevant to the fall, but mm -hmm. I try to answer them or refer them to somebody that does. So you said that one of the, the precepts of your program is to get people to stand up and not sit in the chair. That's right. Get active. Get get move. Get moving. Mm -hmm. That's what's important. And then I have three important parts. Posture I have is teach because that's important. And it's called Pilates posture. And it because Joe Pilates was an exercise specialist who worked with dancers, and he had the concept of lengthen and strengthen. And also, he's the one that developed the whole idea about core stabilization because we know that the core muscles are initiated with all this movement. So it's important that you have good core muscles. So I. It, integrate the posture with the activity level and then the, and I have the activities and then the third area is strengthening with with the bands elastic bands mm -hmm. and I give them a lower extremity exercises because that's what's what is what is needed and do people have to bring mats or bands to your classes no they usually don't I they don't come with anything I have a handout which I give everybody okay and some and if people come back then they will bring the bands but some people a lot of people don't come back because of the handout I don't know if they think they know what, what to do or, or if they don't want to do the exercise. I don't, I don't know. Okay. You mentioned the name Joe Pilates. Tell us a little bit more about him because I've heard about Pilates exercises. Yeah. Joe Pilates was a German. He came over here in 1926, opened up a studio in, in New York and worked with, primarily with dancers. And he had these concepts that, which we all use today. His concepts are still holding up. His idea was that you want to strengthen and use the core muscles because everything starts from the center, from your core. And the core muscles really are the muscles in the front side and back. And it's, so you don't isolate. You want, want everything to work as, together as one unit. And that's basically what I, how I practiced. And then I, I still, still do that. But he died in 19, 1964. 64? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but if you talk to him, you hear all Pilates and everything like that. Pilates is a little different from yoga. Pilates is more for core strengthening, trunk strengthening kind of thing, where Pilates or yoga is more movement. Okay. And, and what is the function of the cerebellum in your, in your programs? 
Okay, the cerebellum is, is basically, I call it a computer in your brain. That's the part of your brain that works with your vestibular system in with improving balance. So if you have a balance shift, your, your cerebellum is always regulating this balance, and it uh, helps with posture and also helps with, with movements. For example, if you started to learn, when you were young, you learned to ride a bike. Your mother put the wheels on, and that's level one. Level two is you... And your parents would hold the bike as you went, and level three, they let you go. So you work to each level, and that's recorded. The same thing if you go out and play pickleball, and you learn how to play pickleball, that's where it's recorded in, in your cerebellum, and you go back and play pickleball. All these activities are recorded. And the thing that I feel is important, that you stimulate the cerebellum, because otherwise it goes into a sleep mode, and whereas many pr programs around here have several exercises, and they all do the same exercise every week in and out. So that's where mine is pretty well different because I have three or four different levels at each of the five exercises, and you advance as after you're able to accomplish the, the activity f five times, five reps for five days, you can go up to the next level. So that's where mine is entirely different than most of the others. So do you teach your program in different levels? Yes, I show these people the different levels. Most of the people, were, they all work at the first level. First level is always, you always hold on. And I always emphasize people have a chair or a counter or something. You never do it in the middle of your living room floor because we don't want people to fall. Right. I'm laughing because we've had several people fall in rec centers when the chair that was on wheels rolled out from oh. under them before they got their rear end down on it to stabilize it. Yeah, that's good. That could happen very easily. Very easily. So yeah. in our improv classes, we more or less ban chairs with wheels. Yes. Okay. Joe, can you explain what your five better balance exercises are. Okay, the first one I, is called a, just a balance exercise and you hold on to the chair. And what you do is you, you work, we work on Pilates posture. You got to maintain your posture throughout, throughout the activity. And what you do is you touch your, your toes forward, touch behind you, touch a, a, across your body, and then out to the side together. So that would be the, the, the basis on that. So the, the level one, you would hold on. Level two, you do the same exercise except you don't hold on. Level three, instead of touching, you point. You do the same exercise. You point with your toes forward, back, side, and across. You do four exercises. Mm -hmm. So, And then on that, that level... To do that, you're standing on one foot then. That's right. Yeah. And on that level, that level three, you hold on to, hold on to the chair until you're eight and do it for five days because that's what we want to make sure that it's established in your, in your cerebellum, in your brain. And then the next level, you do the same thing Except you don't hold on, and that's when the trouble starts. Most, uh, every, mostly everybody, everybody seems to have everybody has problems. So if they're able to, so they they work at the level that they can work at. So they they don't jump up to the top level right away until they can accomplish the other levels. And then the top level would be you would do the same exercise except you would hold it in each position for five seconds. Okay, so that that would really increase your your need right. for balance. Yeah, that's that's the one one balance. The other one is I I have people put one foot in front of the other and talk on the telephone. And what you do is you talk about five minutes on the telephone. And every 25 seconds, you change a foot, put it behind. I'm trying these, as you say. Okay. So in, the, in level one, you hold on. Okay. Level two, you don't hold on. Okay. And then level three is what you do is you're just going to walk, holding on to the counter, you walk forward and back. And then holding on in level four, you do the same walking forward and back, except you don't. You don't hold on. Mm -hmm. And then that's just a walking in a regular step. And then when it gets advanced, you hold on and then you do the heel toe 
walking forward and back, and that's level five is when you you let go of the uh, you don't have to hold on and you walk forward and back, and then the other level is the top level is you do the heel toe touching, walking forward and walking back, but you hold on. I don't have people not hold on because nine out of ten people would probably fall. So I, that's as you're doing these classes in the rec centers, has anyone ever fallen? Yes, I've had a few people, but they were, they were never injured. So never injured. No. Okay, that's right. okay, and that's that's another that's the second activity that that we do. This is Mike Roth with Dr. Craig Curtis for today's Alzheimer's tip. Dr. Curtis, can you tell our listeners something they can do to improve the nourishment? That they give to their brains. Absolutely. Our brain only weighs about 2% of our overall body weight, yet it receives about 20% of our blood supply. So it's very important that we essentially nourish our blood vessels. As we nourish our blood vessels, we'll essentially then nourish our brain. So lowering the amounts of sugars, red meat that are red meats that's high in cholesterol can go a long way to nourishing our brain by making our blood vessels more compliant. With over 20 years of experience studying brain health, Dr. Curtis's goal is to educate the village's community on how to live a longer, healthier life. To learn more, visit his website, craigcurtismd.com or call 352-500-5252 to attend a free seminar. Third activity is I have a, a ball. You sit, sit in your ball and throw your ball back and forth and catch it uh, when you're sitting. And in five days, you're able to stand up because you developed a program. And you do the same activity, standing up there well, I, five times. I guess, how big is the ball that you throw? Well, I'm sorry, it's a tennis ball. Okay. It's just a regular tennis ball. And then the next level is you walk forward and back. So, And then the following level is you bounce the ball to the left and to the right, and you sidestep right and left, that type of thing. So the whole idea is that we, these people, when they walk, the idea is that people aren't used to shifting. And so what we're trying to do is get that cerebellum so, so that it shifts, shifts around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then the next one we do is what we call the tightrope walking. And usually in your in your home, you either if you have wood, you have wood slats going forward. You walk, keep your feet on two of the wood slats, holding on, walking forward. And then the next level will be after five days, you go to level two, you don't hold on. Then you go to the next level where you hold on and you step forward, but you turn to the left and turn to the right as you walk. Mm-hmm. And we, again, they do five of these back and forth. And and when they're able to do that for five days without or five times without problems, they go go to the next level, and then that next level they wouldn't hold on, and then I, and so they progress. How long does it take someone to get to these level fives? Just several me, months. Several. Some months. people don't will, will never get there. They just don't have that, that ability, a cerebellum. Mm-hmm. It's, I think the more advanced somebody is on in, a, in an athletic position, if they've worked in act, activities where their, their body or cerebellum is used to that type of activity, their chances are that they can get to that level. Yeah. And then the fun one is dancing with a pillow. And I recommend that people do this in the evening when the uh, ads come on. You do one ad, with, and what it is, is it's, it's a modified waltz is what it is. With the emphasis is t- having people, when they, they walk forward and then they, when they turn around, they, they step and turn around. Because that's when a lot of people fall. It's when they go to turn, they fall. Then you rotate your body like 40 degrees. Yeah, and you move your foot. When you move, you're moving your foot back too. A lot of people don't move. So what we're training that cerebellum to do is that when you go that way, your cerebellum is going to say, move your foot back. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that works because I, people have told me that they've they stumbled and everything like that. Now, since you've talked about stumbling, let's talk for a little bit about what you call the art of falling. Believe it or not, there is an art to falling. Problem is that in order to do that, you have to relax. That's the number one criteria. So if you're going to fall, 
You have to relax and just relax. But if you don't practice it, you'll never learn to relax. So what I have people do is they get up, back up against the chair. And the whole idea is when you, when you do this, what you want to do is you want to put your head to your, look down, get your chin to your, head to your chin, your chin to your chest, and look down and squat as fast as you can, and then relax. Because you want to land up on your butt is where you want to end up. So you're not going to, and you have to keep, and you, and you keep your arms in front crossed so that you don't get your arms out. Because that's what happens when people fall. They put their arms out. Next thing they know, they have problems. So the whole, but the biggest thing, biggest thing is practicing. And I don't, I don't guarantee that it'll work. But I've had several people call me uh, that have taken my class and said that works. I didn't fall. I didn't stumble. Okay, well, that doesn't stop the stumbling. But if someone is going to fall, that part about pulling your arms in is, is really important. That's right. We, we have a, a lady in our improv class who fell once and broke an arm. Yes. Okay. Had it set, and then. She went, went to get out of her car to get her mail, tripped on the curb and broke the other arm within a week of the first arm. Uh, so, you see, that would be hard to try to relax in that situation. But sometimes if you do stumble, you can recover. I've done that several times because I, I do practice this in my garage because everything, my garage is like everyone else's garage. It's kind of tight. So it's hard to get around some things. I thought you were going to say you padded your garage. No, no. So are there any pads on the floor so, so people can practice? The no, floor? because the goal is that we don't want you to fall. Okay. But you if know. you are going to fall, hold your arms in front of you. That's right. You hold your arms and try to relax. And try to, and try to land on the drop, drop, Yeah, drop down to a squat position and chin, chin to the chest because you don't want your head back. Right. And drop down as fast as you can. You may be able to stop the fall. Yeah, so that's, a, that's something you have to learn to do in milliseconds. That's right. That's why you need to practice it. Okay. And then in, in conjunction of that is getting up from a fall. Okay, so let's pretend you've just fallen. Okay. And you landed in good position on your rear end. Okay. So hopefully somebody's there, or if, if they're there, they want to make sure that you're not injured. That's right. the number one thing. You got to make sure you're not injured. If you are, you should call 911. That's, that's what you do. Hopefully somebody is there. And then what you do is you roll on your side right. and roll over and get on your hands and knees. And then you can crawl to a chair. And then you put both hands on that chair and put one leg up, okay. end it up, and stand up. Now, if you have somebody at home, they can bring the chair to you so you don't have to go. Right, right. So the, the, the trick is don't stand up where you fall, but stand up next to an object or a chair that you can use as a brace yeah. to pull your body up with. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a video that uh, I shows because some people, you know, fall and it shows you how to scoot and everything on your butt and everything. If you want to scoot and find your phone, some do that. But I recommend you try to get to a chair is, is the best way. Or keep your phone with you. Yes. No, we don't. I don't know anybody that does that all the time. I do tell you. It's right here on my hip all the time. Even when you get out of bed at night? Uh, it's next to the bed. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. But if I get out of bed at night, uh, you're right. I don't have a belt on, so <laughs> the phone is still on the night table. Yeah. That's when a lot of people do fall, as you know. Yeah. 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 So how does that relate to people who have cases of vertigo? That makes it very difficult mm -hmm. to do that. So they, they just, I have them just stay at lower levels instead of trying to advance to the higher levels mm -hmm. until they, you know, until they can do it all right. But that's basically instead, don't worry about going to higher levels, just stay down at the lower levels. And some of these people I have, and they continue to hold on. So now what I do before they, we start any of these, I tell people, how do you know you have a problem? You don't unless you test yourself. So I, ha I have them do three tests. Three tests. And one is a single leg test, which we do. Stand on one leg. Stand on one leg. And get your posture and stand on one leg for 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. And, if, and then, then what you want to do is, if you want you able to do that, then um, you won't have to do it as often. I recommend if you have trouble doing it, 
there's a standard, and I have and I have on my hand that I give out standard based off your age of how many seconds you should be able to stand. Oh, really? So if you're 60 years old, you should be able to stand at least 30 seconds. If you're 90, it's 10 seconds. Okay. So you want to be able to stand what the your age group is, and then basically practice that maybe three days a week. If you can't do it. I want you to do this, practice it five days a week. Okay, so that's that's test one. A test one. And test two is a 30-second test, and that's where you put your heel heel toe together and hold it to 30 seconds. There you go. Heel to toe. Right, for 30 seconds. Okay. okay. And then the third test is a sit-to-stand test, 30-second. That's where you sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, 30 seconds. How many times you can be in? 30 seconds. How many times? And it's, there are standards based off your age group. So what you do is you find your age group and maybe... Uh, when you're young, you know, the younger you are, the more you should be able to do. So if, if you're 90 years old, you should be able to do about 16 of these in 30 seconds. 90? Yeah. 16 of them in 30 seconds? Yeah. Now, now and what I is there a specification for the type of chair that you're getting? Well, I want to make sure the chair is always against the wall, mm -hmm. and you can put some pillows down on your chair so that, if, so that when you fall down, you know, or, or get... If you have trouble getting up, you put the pillows down, and then you, as you get stronger, take the pillows out because you want to get all the way down. So a lot of people can't get out of a chair. I have a woman right now that's been coming. She can't get out of a chair, so she's using about three pillows to practice this every day. So she's trying to get her legs stronger. And as oh. she gets stronger, she'll take one pillow out all the way until she finally gets down. So you're talking about a 90-degree chair. Yes, right. Okay, a chair that has a, a back that leads back like I have in my kitchen. No, that's you don't need that. You don't want that. It's like a 110 degree chair. Yeah. Or the. Uh, it's a kitchen chair, so to speak. It's a kitchen chair or the recliner. Yeah. We're even in worse shape. Yeah. So, but make sure that they can't move. That's the, that's the important thing that you don't want that. Because the whole goal is we don't want you to fall. Right. So that's why I'm overly, overly cautious about people making certain that they don't fall, doing it safely. So, and then the bottom, the, the third part is I have them do leg, some leg exercises, standing and then sitting. Using bands around their ankles and around their around their knee and around their so feet. Tell tell our listeners a little bit more about that because I they just can't see that in my mind's eye right now. Okay, you take take the band. Basically, what you do is take the heaviest band you have and put it under your table, and then you can do three exercises: standing tall. And I and this is where I emphasize Pilates posture. You tighten your tummy for five seconds as you take the leg out to the side. And you start out doing six or eight, and add add a couple every week until you get up to about get to a dozen. So, so explain to our listeners that where is the band? The band's around your ankle. The band's around your ankle. Yeah. Okay. And then so you're going to do sideways. And you, you're going to your hand. You're holding the band on the other no, hand. No, what you do is you hold it. Put your hand on the table. The table. Yeah. Keep the hand on the table and just move the leg. I always want you to hold on. So where is the band getting resistance from? Well, the bands are around both legs, or around around the table leg. So the resistance is at the table leg. Oh, okay. So it's around the table leg, then around your ankle. ankle. And so you're, you're you're moving your leg out against the resistance of the band, right? Against the table leg, right? And what you do is you move it out, tighten it. Think of your pelvis as a bucket. You want to pull up on your on your pelvis on your bucket. So you breathe out for five seconds, keep it out there, mm -hmm. and then breathe in as you bring it back in. So you go sideways, and then you do one across the body, and then the other third one would be behind your body. So you do three of them. Okay, so you have to turn your body to get those, right. those angles. Right, correct. Do you practice those in your class at the Hacienda? Yes, I do. Okay. No, I demonstrate that because we don't have a lot of tables. We only have one table at the Hacienda. Well, they got lots of tables. Some to bring in more tables. Towards, that's maybe, no, I don't, one table I don't want to do that. So, and then the other exercise I have sitting, and there, there what they do is they do 
put the band under under one foot and then put it over the other foot and then do a straight leg raise with the band. Again, I can't see that. You're sitting. You're sitting. And you got a band under under the one foot, what part of the band, the other part of the band on, on your other foot, and then you raise one leg up. You want to get it all the way up. Straighten it, hold it for five seconds again with your... So you, you're putting the, your, your foot on the band. Yeah, one's on the band and the other foot holds the band. Sit down. So let me, let me see if I got this straight. Put my foot on one end of the band. Yeah. Okay. But you're sitting. I'm sitting. And then? The other is around, around the toes of the, of, the, of the foot. Around the toes. Okay. And then what you do is you take your, put your hands under your knee, raise your leg up, and then straighten your leg out. As far as it'll go. As far as it'll go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you hold it for five seconds, tightening your abdominals. So you're working your, your core muscles, Pilates muscles. Okay. So th this is very good. You, th these are things that you, you don't need to join a gym to do. No, that's right. And the third exercise, you, you put the, uh, the band around your ankles and you, and you take, push your ankles out to the side, take them apart around each of the ankles, both ankles. You're running the band around your ankles. Well, you have a small, the band is tied together. Oh, so, it's a small band. Yeah, they're small bands. Okay. I'm thinking it's a four foot band. No, they're just then, small. Then it'd be a lot of slack. But you're, you're sitting and you keep your heels on, on the floor and you push feet out. Yeah. Okay. We got that. Good. So Ed, if people are interested in taking your course at La Hacienda, do they have to make reservations? No, they show up at 10 o'clock on Mondays. Okay. Have you ever had the room over full? Uh, no. What's the most you ever had? Probably about 15. 15. Okay. So it's a, it's still a small class exercise. Yeah. But it's it, it sounds like it's going to be a really good exercise for people. Yeah, I got most of those people after they, the paper did an article on it. So I got most people for a couple of weeks and then it then falls falls on. On. Yeah. Off. yeah, off of the course. Right. Good. Hey, Ed, thanks for being all along with us. Anything you want to add? Last thoughts? Just remember, sit less, move more. Hey, I like that expression and uh, theme song. Thanks a lot for joining us, Ed. Sure, thank you. Remember, our next episode will be released next Friday at 9 a.m. Should you want to become a major supporter of the show or have questions, please contact us at mike at rothvoice.com. This is a shout-out for supporters. Tweet Coleman, Dan Capellan, Ed Williams, Alvin Stenzel, and major supporter Dr. Craig Curtis at K2 in the Villages. We will be hearing more from Dr. Curtis with short Alzheimer's tips each week. If you know someone who should be on the show, contact us at mike at rothvoice.com. We thank everyone for listening to the show. The content of the show is copyrighted by Roth Voice 2023. All rights reserved.